All right. If you have a Bible this morning, we're so glad for you to be here. We love and appreciate you. All right. I'm going to turn to the book of Mark, chapter 16. Okay, we're glad you're here. Okay, Mark chapter 16, and we're going to look at verse 14. Afterward, he, that is Jesus, appeared unto the eleven, that is the apostles, as they sat at meat and upbraided them with their unbelief and hardness of heart because they believed not them which had seen him after he was risen. And he said unto them, listen closely now, and he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. Everybody said praise the Lord. You may be seated. The Lord bless you. Now our setting here, fittingly for today, of course, is that we are looking at the scripture and seeing Jesus after the resurrection. He has given the the body, the flesh, uh, to the cross and done that so that we could be saved, that we could have this truth. Okay? He, gave, he shed the blood, he gave the life on the cross, and uh, then he, three days later, according to what he said, he rose again from the dead. And of course, the women were them the, among those that saw him first, and they went, as he told them, to go and tell my disciples, I go before you into the city of Jerusalem and and uh, they didn't believe him. They didn't believe the ladies. That's a sad thing. You ought to listen to the women, right? They know what's happening. And so uh, they, they didn't believe him. So now Jesus appears to the disciples, and he gives them a little dressing down for not believing what the ladies said and the message that he had sent by them. And he knew them to be good and devout women and that, that what they said was the truth. But they were, had a hard heart, the Scripture teaches and that heart is up here, it is not down here. This is a fleshly heart. We want to get away from fleshly thinking, and we want to start thinking spiritually and looking at what the Scripture is saying and understanding what God is saying and how He speaks and what He means when He says what He says. And believe me, He does mean when He says something, He does mean it. Okay? So it's to be taken for real. So here we have... Uh, have Jesus appearing to them, and he's, he's after the resurrection now. He's giving them instructions. And this is important because this 16th chapter goes along with Matthew 28, goes along with uh, Luke 24, and John chapter 20. These are last-minute instructions after his resurrection, but before he ascends up with his glorified body into heaven. So right in this interval we have uh, him giving these last-minute instructions to his disciples. 
And he's telling them to go now. Listen to what he said. He said, go ye, verse 15, into all the world, okay, and preach the gospel. Preach the gospel. According to the scripture, the gospel is the, the good news of the, of the fact that he did die, he was buried, and he rose again from the dead. It's the death, the burial, and the resurrection. Everybody said amen? amen. All right. So this is Jesus now. He has died on the cross. He's in the grave for three days, comes out of there, and shows himself alive. The Bible said for 40 days with many infallible proofs did he show himself alive. And now he's telling them something. He's telling them what they are to go do because they are going to have the opportunity to be his church, which is known in the scripture as the body of Christ. Church is a word that actually comes from a word that, that means called out ones, people coming out of darkness, called out of darkness, called out of unbelief, and called into a marvelous, his marvelous light. And so as he gives them these instructions, and you're reading the Bible with me, then you want to get it straight in your mind that he gave them some very specific instructions. And it is very, very important to follow specific instructions. Everybody said amen? amen. Jesus tells you something, I'm saying. He means what he says. All right, now we like that when it's a, one of those positive promises. You know, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. We'll, we love to say Jesus meant what he said. We like that, okay? But how about when he, I had a man this morning just before I went on the radio, old spirit rose up in him in the, in the uh, parking lot of the radio station, and he began to uh, uh, try to speak roughly to me, and he said, a lot of people uh, believe, but they don't obey what Jesus, they don't do what Jesus says to do. So I said, that's right. I said, so what did he say to do? So right about then, he got a little quiet. And then he fumbled around and told me something very general. And so I began to tell him something very specific. And that was about the time he decided he had to get in his car and go. And I was okay, because I had to go on the radio station and preach. So that was okay. But uh, I'm saying to you, lots of people will say a lot of things, but when you point them and bring them to the chapter and verse that you can put your finger on and say it says it right here, that's what I believe. That's what I'm attempting to believe. There's a lot of people that, so to speak, get in their car and leave right about then or they've got to go do something else because they want to use things that are man-made. Okay, They want to just come up with man-made, conjured up, fried, baked, and stewed things <laughs> that are not in the Scripture. And you and I, we wanna, we're trying to do it, as Jesus said, search the scriptures. That's why in these services and every service we have, we're trying very hard as the body of Christ, the church, to bring to you the exact word of God as he said it. Okay? That we're not going to let things creep in there uh, and add to the word of God and neither are we going to let things be walked away from the word of God and taken from. Now the Bible's very clear that we're not to add to it, we're not to take from. But we are to do this as he said it. Thus saith the Lord. Everybody said amen. amen. All right, so hey, it's a good thing has happened. He, Jesus has told them, 
If you destroy this temple, talking about his body, he said, I'll raise it up in three days. And of course, they were thinking so naturally. They were thinking that he was talking about a building. But he was talking about his body because he was foretelling that you're going you're to crucify me. You're going to destroy this body. He said, but he's saying in three days, I'm going to raise it back up. And, and of course, they were so natural in their thinking that they were missing what he was saying and not getting the meaning of it. Well, that pattern continues on with natural-minded thinking people. They want to come up with man-made ideas, and they want to tell you that that's the way things ought to be done. But you need to make up in your mind that I'm not interested in man-made ideas. I'm interested in what God said. I'm interested in God's Word. I'm interested in God's commandment. And I want to get myself to the place where I'll start believing and doing what he said. You know, if you're believing, then you're doing what he says is what testifies to the fact that you're truly believing. You know, if, if uh, it was like the, the young preacher said uh, when his mother would wake him up in the morning, time to go to school, and, and uh, around the eighth time that she told him to get up, she'd get a little rough with it, you know. And uh, he said, if she'd have told me the first time, like she told me the eighth time, I'd have got up the first time. So we have to uh, hear this thing right, and we've got to realize that, that the Lord means what he says. And, and we, we want to get the exactness of what he's saying. He told his church here something. This is his church to be. These are those that he had trained, and they followed him. And, and now they're full of unbelief because they didn't listen to the message he sent. And now he's come right in front of them himself. And he started talking to them about their unbelief and their hardness of heart or their mind. Their hearts, their spiritual hearts weren't thinking right. They weren't listening. They weren't reacting to the word of God and the instructions and the commandments. So now he has appeared in the midst of them. And he begins to tell them a thing or two. And in so doing, he, uh, he's telling them also, you will read in Mark, I mean in uh, Luke chapter 24, the Bible said, he, in teaching them these last minute instructions, giving them Bible study, he began to open their understanding. You can read this and, and not understand it. You can, you can absolutely just, it all glosses over, and because I'm telling you, there is a spirit in, in this world that will blind your mind, okay? And keep you from seeing what God is saying and that he means what he says. And I'm telling you, I have taught people over and over again just one simple chapter and verse and read it over and it's like you watch it. It just glazes over. It just, their mind went somewhere else and they just are not seeing it. Uh, what did one fellow say? If, if you see what I'm saying, <laughs> well, I want people to see what God is saying. And I, and I know that the God, small g, of this world, Satan, that he blinds the minds of people, lest they should see. We want the eyes of our understanding to be enlightened. We want God to send his word into our heart, into our minds, and, and illuminate it. Turn on the light. Turn the light up uh, brighter. I keep telling everybody I don't need glasses. The lights are dim. I don't know how much longer I'm going to get away with that. <laughs> I'm getting to the place where I think I'm going to go see the eye doctor. And brother, she told me with my wife, she said, I want to get him in here. And I'm like, got to go now. <laughs> but um, I just might have to get to that place where I'll have to give in. 
Everybody said, praise the Lord. Well, you know what? I, wanna, I, wanna, I got to that place spiritually over 40 years ago when I, when I gave it up. And I said, okay, Lord, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do what it says right here. I'm going to obey what this is saying. And, and as I began to read and I talked to somebody that read the book, then I began to see because my attitude changed towards it. I wasn't fighting. I wasn't trying to run away from it. I wasn't trying to make excuses about it. I wanted the light to turn on. I wanted to see. The Bible said that the entrance of God's Word brings light. It brings light. It will illuminate. And that is a Bible word, illuminate. And you can get your heart illuminated. You can get the eyes of your understanding opened so that you can begin to see what to some people is so plain and somehow to others is not so plain. And I want it to become plain to you. I want it to become where you can say, I see that. And I'm, when I believe, and I, and I hope you will start believing, that I'm going to believe that. I'm not going to believe anything else. I'm not going to follow anything else. I'm not going to, uh, I'm not, you know, if you're going to, some people go church shopping. And if you're going to go church shopping, then I'm going to tell you, you better base it on the doctrine. You better base it on the doctrine. Anybody can shake a leg, you know, and anybody can do that. I got a crazy neighbor over here. Don't get me going. Don't get me going. And boy, it gets her going, you know. And she's all over the place, and we're trying to be so nice to her, and she just, the more she gets going, the meaner she gets. And uh, so we're praying for her mind because I think she's losing it. And that happens sometimes. All right. Everybody said praise the Lord. All right. So I'm saying to you, we want to listen to what, what Jesus intended, the only message that he intended his church to preach is what I'm telling you about. And he told them, you go into all the world and you preach this to everybody. Everybody. Everybody said amen. amen. And you preach this to everybody. He didn't say preach anything you want. He's telling them to preach what I'm giving to you. Okay? You preach that. And he, he told them that there's something here that's going to help this lost and dying world. This is the only message. This is it. This is the way you get in. Go tell this to everybody. Don't leave one person out. Not one language, not one country, not one nationality, not one skin color. You don't leave them out. If you find somebody that's got purple skin, they need it. Doesn't matter what they look like. Doesn't matter if they're tall, doesn't matter if they're short, okay? Doesn't matter if they're very intelligent, Einstein-like, or they're not so intelligent like the rest of us, right? Not, not too many Einsteins around, okay? Doesn't matter. None of that matters. What matters is you must be born again. Jesus said that. He said you must be born again of water and of the Spirit, okay? This is the risen Christ. It's His day today, an extra special day. We celebrate His resurrection every day, 365 and a quarter. But I'm glad for a special day when some of us decide, I got to go today. Okay, I'm glad for that, and I want to take advantage of that, that you're here, and I'm praying that God will open your heart this morning, and that if not anything else, you go out of here knowing what Jesus gave to his church and told his church to go give it to everybody else, that it's very plain in the scriptures now, okay? He told them upon opening their understanding, Luke 24 and 45, to what he was saying, then he told them that repentance and remission of sins or forgiveness of sins was to be preached in His name. 
Everybody said his name. Everybody said that's Jesus. That's right, because that's his name. All right? And so that it would be preached in his name among all nations. All nations. Beginning at Jerusalem. And that was where, as you know, he was crucified. That's where he rose again from the dead in that city. And that's where he began to get them ready as his church, giving them last minute instructions. He is God, okay? And what he says goes. And what he is the, he's the one that absolutely created the heavens and the earth. And what a beautiful day we have out there. Everything is done by God's word and his glory and his power and his wisdom and his understanding. And how we have to submit ourselves to what he said. We've got a very mixed up world. We've got scientists that tell you it's a big bang. And we've got other scientists that say, no, it's not a big bang. Maybe they think it's a little bang. I don't know. They're all arguing all the time. Everybody's got a different idea. And the truth of the matter is, they should just realize that there's a great big God and that he did things the way he did things and they're trying to understand the mystery of how he did it. But they don't want to acknowledge God. And out of the closet have come the agnostics and the infidels and all that spirit of unbelief. And, and along with that, it, it has greatly infected the religious world. And the religious world is a very mixed up world. And everybody's telling everybody something different. And I'm trying to tell you that it's different because it's different from what Jesus said. Let's get back to what Jesus said. Let's get back to the way he said it, what he said, and just do it just like that. Let's just follow instructions. You know, if you, get, if you, uh, if you brought me a, a big old swing set... In a box, that's anathema to me, friend, when it's in the box. And, uh, and you brought it to me at 12 o'clock noon, you'd probably come back at 6 o'clock that evening and I'd, I'd be laying down with my head, hands behind my head just saying, oh, I can't do this. You know, that's how I would be. That's just not my thing, okay? So I'd have to say, when all things fail, go back to the manual. Get the instructions out, right? After you spent all that time and couldn't get it, you go back to the manual. All right? Well, you know what? I realize that in life there are things that, that we do learn, and we learn it sometimes uh, in flying. I used to fly. Uh, they had what they call VFH or visual flight, v, v, I'm sorry, v, visual flight rules, VFR, visual flight rules. And that meant you could fly by what they call the seat of your pants or looking out the window, and you could, you know, fly that way. But there is a time if you're going to fly higher, then you're going to have to fly by what they call instrument flight rules. And you don't use your natural eyes. Well, I'm going to tell you that, that there are people that uh, get very, very mixed up by what they naturally see. And they lose their points of reference. And they get all kinds of mixed up. You and I have got to realize that this is not going to work on our natural way of doing things. We've got to get the spiritual way of doing things. We've got to tune into the Spirit of God that gives us, shall I say, the instrument flight rule. It gives to It's the Holy Spirit of God that wants to lead and guide us into all truth. And that's why Jesus made it clear that you had to be born again off water and of the Spirit. You had to be baptized in water in the name of Jesus Christ and you had to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And that would put you in the church, in the body of Christ, okay? It's because He sent forth His Spirit into your heart, crying, Abba, Father. He sends forth His Holy Spirit into your heart. He sent the church 
to bring that to everybody. Bring them my name. My name is Jesus Christ. Bring them my spirit, the gift of the Holy Ghost. I've given my life on the cross that they might have this. When you're baptized in water in the name of Jesus Christ, because what's in his name, the blood is contained in his name through faith in his name. The water doesn't turn red, okay? The water's not going to change color. The water's going to be just the same. What's happening is you're being buried with Jesus Christ. You're burying the old nature and you're burying your sin because you repented before you got baptized. You said you were sorry. I had a young man that said to me, uh, I'm from a country where when you tell them that you want to be baptized, uh, they tell you you need to be baptized. And when you tell them you want to be baptized, he said they tell you you got to wait. He said, do you do that? I said, no. You ready? He said, yeah. I said, let's go. He said, no, wait. I got I to wait a little while. I said, well, I don't know, maybe we call that teenager, I don't know. But uh, I, I told him, I said, well, in that case, either way, we're going to teach you what the Scripture teaches. But when you repent and you believe what the Scripture is saying, it's time to get baptized. It's not time to dilly-dally. It's not time to procrastinate or put it off. It's not time to put yourself in the classification of the foolish, you know, that didn't do what the, what the Word of God said, and after a while the light went out. And they, they couldn't see what the word was saying anymore. You know, God, this is his. And so you can't think I can do this just any old time I want to do it. you got to go, God's timing. You've got to realize that God's looking at your heart. He knows you. He knows where you live. He knows your name. He knows everything about you. Hey, he knows things about you the government don't know. Boy, that's saying something because they know just about everything about us, don't they? All right. So let's, let's remember, Jesus took these people aside. He gave them instructions. He said, repentance and remission of sins is to be preached in my name among all nations. And you begin at Jerusalem. And he said, you go to Jerusalem and you wait for the promise of the Spirit. I've told you about it. You're witnesses of it. Get ready. Go do this. And that's when you really become a witness. When you get the experience, okay? You can't be a witness to something you don't have or you haven't experienced, if you please. And, and, and God's made it available to everybody. All right? And he's made it crystal clear. The Bible said in Acts chapter 1, which is at the same time as these chapter and verses of them uh, getting these last-minute instructions from Jesus, so it was also in Acts chapter 1, all at the same time sequence, okay? And here, Jesus made it clear. After that, the Holy Ghost, born again of the Spirit, after that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. That is, the Spirit of resurrection has come upon you. He said, you want to go in the resurrection, you got to get the spirit of the resurrection. And I should say, you want to go in the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection. That's when Jesus is going to return. I uh, st was down the street here last night, and I made a turn at the red light, and, uh, and it was red. And, uh, but I had to catch that guy before he left, so I turned real close, and he saw me, and he opened the door, and the guy came out, and the guy I was looking for came out, and and um, he said, he said, Pastor Fell, he said, I was just talking about you. And I said, okay. He said, I was just uh, saying that I was coming to church in the morning. I'm still looking for him. And you can't miss him. He's as big as that doorway. He's a big guy. And uh, I'm hoping he's going to come in and fill it pretty soon. But I gave him a, a, gave him a plan B because we have church this afternoon at the Rock on Southern Boulevard, 230. So I told him, if you can't make one, make the other, but make one of them. But uh, he was telling this guy that he was going to come to church, and this man stepped out, and he, want, he said, well, it's nice to meet you, and I want to congratulate you on doing something I hadn't been able to do to get him to come to church. Well, 
He's not here yet. So we won't count the chickens until they roost, right? Until they, the, whatever it is, <laughs> one of those things. <laughs> All right. So I'm looking for him to, to get here. But I'm saying to you that there are, there are all kinds of things that want to interrupt this message in your life. There's all kinds of man-made things, all kinds of carnal things, all kinds of worldly things. And Jesus, Jesus upbraided the disciples for you. Don't get caught up in people's unbelief. Don't get caught up in their excuses. Don't you get your mind all uh, cloudy. I know that uh, Apple has an iCloud, but I, sometimes I worry about that cloud. Don't get cloudy here. Let's have sharp, crystal clear focus on what he's saying. The only message that Jesus ever gave to his church was repentance, water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ, and receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's the only message he ever gave to his church. And it's his church that we're talking about and that we want to be a part of, okay? So we've got to tell ourselves that we're not going to let anybody or anything distract us from that. We're not going to turn to the right. We're not going to turn to the left. God forbid we're not going backwards. But we're going to go forward. We're going to push. We're going to persevere. We're going to go forward. And everybody said amen. amen. Everybody said hallelujah. hallelujah. Well, you know what? We just had one of the... Women in the church had a baby, and, and when they were, she was trying to give birth to the baby, uh, one of the doctors or nurses in there was saying, was saying, you got to push. And the other woman said, she is pushing. Said, I've never seen anybody push so hard. But that guy, I guess his shoulders were just too wide or something. He, it wasn't happening. So finally, the, the, it was a woman a doctor, and she finally said, after 24 hours of labor, she finally said, um, all right, get her ready. We're going to, we're going to do a C-section. And my wife went, thank God. <laughs> and so they went in and did the C-section. What I'm saying to you is, you know, you can be born again, and, and I want you to be born again. I'm going to tell you what, if you keep procrastinating on me, and you don't get in that tank, I'm going to have to come get you. Okay? I'm just going to have to make that decision to come get you. And I have done that. I have done that. I got, I got a little Spanish woman right here. And I remember that night I looked at her. She's standing right here. And I said, tonight. You're getting baptized in Jesus' name. And, you know, I don't know how many years ago that was because she's been very faithful since then. And uh, I'm trying to tell you there are some times when we just got to take you. And it's in the Bible, you know, if we, if we reach and we save and snatch somebody and, and, and save that soul, we're pulling somebody out of the fire. And you just don't realize that the flames of hell are absolutely licking the bottom of your feet. That the enemy wants to pull you down. And he wants to put you where you'll never get out again. And he's going to have you for all of eternity. And that means world without end. That he can torment you and your memory will torment you. Because you'll remember you were in this service on this Easter morning in 2012. And that senior pastor talked to you and told you. And I'm telling you the message that Jesus gave to the apostles and the prophets, his church. And he never gave any other message. He never gave them any other word. He never said, except Christ as your personal Savior. It's not in here. He gave them repent and be baptized in water in the name of Jesus Christ and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. You can't be like that one king that said, go away preacher and I'll, I'll see you and talk to you at a more convenient season, more convenient time. Well, I got news for you. When it comes to God, there's no such thing as convenient season. You do it on God's terms. When God says, he's the boss, he's the lawgiver, he's the almighty, 
And when he calls, what did they say to Mary? The master calleth for thee. Well, that's when you go. And she did. So you follow the example. You have to get up from what you, where you're sitting and what you're doing and what's occupying your mind. And you've got to answer the call of Jesus Christ. And I'm telling you, he's calling every one of you. He's not skipping anybody. He's not, he, he's not like some people, you know, kiss, kiss one and miss one. You know, shake hands with one and not the other. On purpose, I'm talking about. Uh, you will miss some sometimes. I've had to honk my horn and wave as they went by because I missed them. I didn't see them in time and, or I couldn't see through the tent or something, you know. And then, I, and then later on, they said, I saw you and you didn't even wave, you know. And I'm like, okay, I'm trying here. So I won't, I won't miss you on purpose, all right? I want to shake hands. Today, I plan to be at the back door and I want to shake everybody's hand on the way out. So you accommodate me on that. Try not to run out on me, okay? All right, I want to shake your hand today. I want to make it a point to do that. And we love you and we appreciate you, but I want you to obey the message that Jesus gave to his church. You tell yourself, you're not going to allow there to be any other message brought to you that you will believe other than the message that Jesus brought. There are religions galore. There are all, they're making one today. They'll make them every day of the week and they'll keep on doing it. Somebody, as I've told you, too many tacos and they have a bean dream and they decide they want to start another religion, okay? I want you to wake up to the fact that Jesus Christ only sent one message. He sent his disciples to preach one message. Okay, everybody said amen? amen. All right, so you want to believe that one message. He didn't send five different plans of salvation, okay? He did not do that. He sent one plan of salvation. And I'm telling you again, that's repent, and that's to be baptized in water in the name of Jesus Christ. And then you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That is, that's how you get born again of water, by being baptized in His name. And that's how you get born again of the Spirit, by being filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. That is salvation. That is how you believe. Somebody says only believe. That's how you only believe. He's saying something, you do it. You do what it says. You follow His Word, His instructions. And you know what? There was above 500 in that congregation that day when Jesus gave this message and these last-minute instructions before, he, before they watched Him go up on high. And the Scripture teaches that only about 120 of them did what He said. The other 380 plus, they had their own thing to do. They were like the, the ten lepers, right? Only one. And Jesus said, where are the nine? Weren't there ten of you? The nine were gone. They were after their own. They couldn't. They, I don't know. Maybe they had, what are they called? A-D-D-D-H-D-X-Y-Z? You know, when you can't pay attention? I don't know. I don't know. I think it's all because, never mind why it's because. I'll leave that alone. But they're, they're distracted. And they just can't focus their attention on what. And I'm trying to tell you that 120 when among them was Peter and James and John and Bartholomew and so on and so forth, and Mary, the mother of the flesh, and the other devout women above that, about 120, they obeyed what Jesus said. They went right on down, half a mile down the road to that upper room of the church house, and they did what he said. They worshiped him, and they praised him, and they got the gift of the Holy Ghost. And that's what you want to do. You hear me? Okay, you want to follow. It's three very simple steps. How about we say it? Everybody said repent. repent. Be baptized in Jesus' name. Receive the Holy Ghost. You know, do you know that it didn't even say in the Scripture, nowhere in the Scripture did it ever say to receive Christ as your personal Savior. 
It never said that. There was never an instruction. It just became a coined phrase that came out of somebody's religion. Okay? Let's just do what he said. Let's just do what he said. Okay? He said to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's why Jesus, one reason why Jesus died on the cross. So that he would send back the gift of his spirit. The gift of eternal life. So you don't want to try to, to edit that or censor that or change that or lose something in translation here. You don't want to do that. You want to, you want to just do just what he said. You want to believe just what he said. Now you can take attitude with that. You can argue with that. You can like the man said this morning, I know where you're going. I know where you're going. I'm not going there. And I'm like, no, you're not going to go there. He's right. That'll be your choice though. But I'm, I'm not wanting you to make the wrong choice. I'm going to do you like Moses, right? He said, I set before you life and death. Choose life. He gave the big hint, you know. He gave the big hint. So I'm giving you the big hint, okay? The big hint is to do what he said. And he said, Acts 2.38, he said to repent. He said to be baptized. Every one of you, it's right in the scripture, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now, you know, you can hear a thing over and over and over again until you think that it's right. I wonder why we can't hear something over and over again and realize when it is right. Simple example. Where, it's in the scripture, right, that when Adam and Eve did it wrong, that God told them, you're going to earn your keep by the sweat of your brow, right? It's in the, how many? Is that in the Bible? Y'all been in my congregation too long. You know my little trick. That's right, it's not in there. It's sweat of your face. Usually I only get you once on that. You remember it from then on, right? Okay. Well, remember this. The Bible did not say to accept Christ as your personal Savior. All right? Didn't say that. So don't think that it does. Don't get taken in by that again. It does say, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Okay, you remember that. That is in the Bible. Okay? Everybody said hallelujah. I mean, I've had people argue with me that it's like a man came one time and he told me that his wife told him that... Uh, be kind to dumb animals, but that's in the Bible. So I decided to be very kind to him right about then and tried to be very nice and gentle. And I said, sir, I said, that, that's really not in the Bible. I said, I'm not saying it might be a good thing. I'm not arguing that. I said, I'm just telling you that's not in the Bible, though. Oh, boy, he got irate. I mean, he got irate. He, was, he looked like a bull. He, he was, you know, blowing out boogers and steam and everything else and and he was pawing the earth, you know, and he, the horns were coming out, and he was ready to charge me. And so finally, I said, I'll tell you what. I got his attention. He, I said, you go home, you get your wife, and you, you get her to show you where that scripture is in the Bible. He said, oh, he said, that's easy. She's got a concordance at home. I said, even better. I said, get the concordance out. So he never came back for my $1,000 offer if he would have showed that to me. Never did, never did. And uh, for that, anyway. One day he did come back to a service and he was very quiet. He was very quiet. Well, you know what? That's good sometimes to get the 
all the air and the hot air and the steam taken out of you so that maybe you can listen and learn what is in the Bible. Because what we're talking about is of the utmost importance. Okay, the utmost importance. You don't want to miss this because you don't want to miss the first resurrection. I told when I pulled down the street, the big guy that I invited to church, and um, he said, he started to say, uh, well, you know, if the Lord delays, and I stopped him and I said, he's not delaying, not going to do that. And he said, okay. I said, I said now, if he, if, he, if he comes, and I said, he's going to come maybe for you. I said, you could die. I said, but he's not coming for the church right now. Okay, We're getting close, very close. But I said, but, you know, he could come for you. And so <laughs> I'm saying to you, we, God's not going to delay nothing. He's got, a, he's got a time set, okay, and it's very exact. And when that time is fulfilled in the scriptures, then he will return. And he's going to take the church out of here. And he's not going to delay for anybody. I'm trying to tell you that. So you, you don't want to uh, allow yourself to be deceived that you're going to be able to slow God down just for you or just for your, your family or something like that or your favorite, favorite Aunt Susie or Matilda or somebody. Everybody said amen. amen. Everybody said praise the Lord. Amen. All right. So you hear me this morning. You hear me. You get this chapter and verse in your heart. Do what he said. He means what he said. All right. Everybody said praise the Lord. All right, we've got something special for you this morning, and we love you and appreciate you, and I don't know where my buddy went, and we're glad you're here with us, and uh, we're going we're gonna to bring our little team in here, and they're going to get ready to worship the Lord with you, and I want you to worship with them, a special Easter present.